Hello and welcome, my friends, to another episode of the J.D. Rucker Show, the J.D. Rucker Political Report. I am your host, J.D. Rucker, and today we're going to be talking about just one thing and one thing only. I know it's going to be a long show, but I assure you we'll be talking about multiple subjects within this one overarching subject, and that subject is the economy. Now, I am not an economist. I'm not an economic expert. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not any of those things. I'm just a, a guy who's who reads the news tenaciously every day and who doesn't just read it, who tries to, to dig beneath the surface to see what's actually happening in the world. Because let's face it, between corporate media trying their best to hide the truth from us, and then you've got alternative and conservative media that, quite frankly, the vast majority of those in alternative and conservative media aren't getting the stories right they're getting them, they're reporting the stories, but sometimes the takes just aren't there. And it's really starting to bug me because, like I said, I've said this many times before, I don't want to be the guy that has to say, oh, nope, you're wrong about this or you're wrong about that. But that seems to be the case more often than not lately. It's funny because that wasn't the case, I would say, back when things were simpler and those simpler days were the Trump days when conservative media and alternative media generally got it right. That's not the case anymore. We're missing the boat. We're missing the the big points. A lot of times we're missing the overarching uh, themes that are that are happening in the world. I'll use this as an example. I've, I've said this before, so if you've listened to the show many times, you may have already heard this, but but to me, this is you know an ideal example of of how we're we're missing it. You know, I would say 99.9% of conservative and alternative media voices out there have been telling us for months now that the 87,000 IRS agents they're hiring, these these are specifically and strictly for for the Biden-Harris regime to go after uh, middle class, to go after small businesses in an attempt to, to you know, get a bunch of audits, I guess, to, to send in armed IRS agents into various businesses and, and take people down and arrest them because they, they didn't put a period dot in the right place on their tax forms. Now, that's partially true. I'm sure some of the 87,000 are going to be doing just that, and that's what they want you to believe. The powers that be want you to think that's the only thing they're going to be doing. But as as I've said, that's impossible. There's no way they can use 87,000 IRS agents to go after the, the people and to go after businesses. There's just not enough people or businesses that cheat on their taxes and know they're not going to to go out there and just manufacture it to try to put people in jail. I've heard that theory because some some people have actually noticed, oh, you know, the math doesn't add up. They Why would they possibly need 87,000 IRS agents? And the reason, though, the real reason is because, and this is something that I've uh, every time I've uh, thrown this theory at people that are much smarter than me, they're like, oh, wow, that does make sense. And so I question why, why is nobody else in conservative or alternative media talking about the reality of this push for 87,000 IRS agents. And the reality is this, that many, if not most of them, are going to be used as essentially the, the army of, of training and deployment for the digital dollar, for central bank digital currencies. They are planning to roll central bank digital currencies out here in the United States very soon. They're already in the process of testing it. And to be able to do that, to make it as smooth as possible, and it will not be smooth no matter they can hire 800,000 IRS agents and it won't, won't make it smooth, but to make it as smooth as possible and to make the rollout happen as quickly as possible, they need people who can physically go around to businesses, to communities, to, to train 
people to, to install software and hardware that's necessary for a quick uh, a- adoption of central bank digital currencies. It's not something where you can say, okay, we're 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 gonna wean ourselves off the physical dollar and go into the CBDCs and and here's the digital dollar and all right, you guys go for it. You know, here's a training video. No, that's not how it'll work. They need to actually physically go and train corporations, train small businesses, large businesses, medium-sized businesses, whatever, have town hall meetings, show people how it's going to work. Because we as Americans are number one, we're stubborn. Number two, we need we need the type of when you have an economy of this size, it's not just like okay, you know, here it is, and everybody does it and burn all your money. Yeah, that's not going to happen here. Like it's semi happening in other nations around the world. They need at least some of these IRS agents to be able to deploy the digital dollar, and I would suspect that's going to happen either in 2023, most likely, or 2024. But again, nobody's talking about this. Nobody's mentioning it at all. And that's an unfortunate side effect of having a, you know, the 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 good news and the bad news of the four years with Donald Trump as president. The good news is many of us woke up to the reality that there are enemies out there, enemies of the United States of America, enemies of conservatism, of good principles, obviously enemies of Donald Trump himself and of MAGA Republicans. But these are people that are going willing to do whatever it takes. And there's so many more of them than we, I, well, at least I ever imagined. I knew that there would be people that hated him. I did not realize, number one, how how many there were, and number two, how far they were willing to go. They're being deployed as we speak here in the United States of America, being deployed to fulfill the dreams of the, the globalist elite cabal, which the Biden-Harris regime is upon of. You know, whether you want to call it the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, Build Back Better, whatever you want to call it, and they change the name all the time. Liberal world order has been a been a big push lately, right? So they're going to be calling it whatever they want, but the the end game is still the same, no matter what it's named. And that end game is for the United States of America to be weakened, to become part of a global community of of 10 kingdoms as the bible puts it or or 10 regional powers as klaus schwab and henry kissinger put it back in the 70s when they first started started plotting this at least as far as we know <laughs> it's very possible some have said oh you know it's actually it was being plotted long before long before even kissinger was alive you could take it all the way back to to getting kicked out of the garden of eden and that's when the the plot began for the the end times for the the globalization of the world to be ruled under 10 regional powers 10 kingdoms whatever you want to call it with one central central government group now i'm not saying oh folks we're in the end times this is it but i can tell you this that those who are working against us klaus schwab as i mentioned and henry kissinger but also george soros barack obama bill gates people like that and people that are behind the scenes that you probably never heard of Okay, those people really do need the United States to be at the very least weakened, if not completely destroyed. And the only way they can do that is to to uh, start installing their various plans, whether it's the Green New Deal, promoting ESG, pushing wokeness, the LGBTQIA plus supremacy agenda, all of these things, all of them, point to the need to destroy America and our greatest strength outside of just the American people, the will of the people itself, our greatest strength. You could say it's the military. You could say it's their economy. Um, China has in the past, and this is, was an eye opener. China has said that it was our faith 
that made us strong. And I would say that that's definitely at least was true. I would also argue that one of the reasons we are fading is because faith in America has been has been weakened. Now, I am also one who thinks that part of that is fake. In other words, I don't necessarily think that our faith as a nation has diminished as much as they say, but you know, this is trends are trends, and they know how to manipulate people, they know how to gaslight, they know how to indoctrinate and brainwash us. And one of the ways to do that is to get people to follow the crowd. So if they say, oh, you know, if America is becoming less of a Christian nation, America is, is turning its back on its Judeo-Christian values, well, people might start believing it, and they might start acting in that direction. I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm saying that it might not be as bad as we think, at least not yet. Well, not as bad as we think. It might not be as bad as we're being told. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just too hopeful. Maybe our nation is is embracing paganism faster than I could ever imagine, and there's really not much we can do about it. I'm not going to think that way because to do that would be a defeatist, and I would then get depressed and probably probably uh, figure out a different approach to the fight. To me, the fight is this. We must keep as many Americans faithful as possible. We must bring more Americans into the faith as possible. We have to fight that as our primary fight, because if we can do that, and here's the thing, you don't have to be a Bible-believing Christian to understand and appreciate that if we can improve and increase our faithfulness as a nation and start embracing the values that have made us strong over the years, decades, centuries, then and only then will we have an opportunity to rebound from the the destruction that's taking place right before our eyes. So I'm going to be talking about the economy a lot today, because that is, as I said, one of the primary ways that they are they are going to come after us. You know, money money has a lot of influence over a lot of lives. Pretty much everybody in America is some way influenced by money. Even if you're one of those people, and, and I think I'm kind of one of those people myself. You know, if you're one of those people who you know what, it's, you, you don't want to, you don't care if you're ever rich, you're not really trying to, to move up the ladder, you just want to, I mean, for me, my ideal situation is I've got a, a nice little homestead out in Montana or someplace with my family and my Bible and my my vegetables and some chickens and everything's hunky-dory and everybody's leaving me alone and I don't have to, you know, stress out about whatever's happening in the world and no, I'm not going to get rich, but but hopefully I'll never be too poor. You know, that'd be ideal for me. I, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that wants to be, you know, ruling some empire of, of uh, you know, multi-millions or billions of dollars. That's just never been my shtick. But with that said, even, even I would be influenced and, and am directly very much so influenced by the economy. And I'm sure you are too. That's why the question today that we have to answer, is there going to be a global economics, a full-blown global economic collapse. There's our, we're already in the midst of economic collapse. Let's face it, okay? You can say, oh, we're in the recession. We might be in a recession. We might not be in a recession. There, there's inflation. There might be stagflation. It's They muddy the waters when it comes to the state of the economy, and they change the language so that we have we have to continue guessing, essentially. What, what is the state of the economy? You know, we, we can look at the very basics, the things that are right in front of us. We can see that food prices are going up. We can see, see the gas prices are up, down, up, down, but still, even when they're down, they're still much higher than they were before. We see our heating bills as, as winter hits, our heating bills up higher than they were before, our electric bills, our water bills, 
even things like our internet and cell phone bills, those are starting to creep up. It seems like everyday expenses are going up. And that's just the, that's just what we see. That's just what's in front of us today. Now, one of the things that I've been getting a lot of, you know, one of our sponsors, uh, well, I should say three of our sponsors. We have three precious metal sponsors, which you can find over at jdrucker.com slash gold, jdrucker.com slash gold. One of the things that people ask me when when uh, referencing precious metals are, hey, you know, the stock market, it's it's looking good, or hey, the stock market's looking bad, the gold is moving up, gold is moving down. Now, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what at least two of those sponsors that you can find at jdrucker.com slash gold. Two of the sponsors have said the same thing to me multiple times. Look, it's not a matter of you don't try to, to find the right exact moment to transfer your wealth or transfer an old 401k or, or other types of retirement over to physical precious metals through a self-directed IRA or by having physical precious metals shipped to your door or whatever. You don't try to time it out because it's a long game, right? Now, would it be great if you did it when, if you're moving like your retirement, when stocks were high and, and gold and silver were low? Sure. But since we are playing the long game, the bigger mistake would be to wait until, you know, trying to find that perfect moment and then missing the moment altogether. Right now, we are in a state where where things are are movable. Will that last another week? Probably. Will it last another month? Yeah, probably. Will it last another year? I don't know. And that's the question we have to ask. I turned to a story over at uh, Zero Hedge by uh, Tyler Durden. It says, two great months for U.S. stock promises. Stocks promise too much for our own good. It's a good good question. This is actually not by Tyler Durden. This is by Ven Ram, who is a Bloomberg market uh, live reporter and analyst. And I want to be clear. So, so people will, will rip on Bloomberg a lot. Okay, if you, so they'll say, "Oh, you know, they're they're leftist and they're this," but but here's the thing: Bloomberg actually does a fairly decent job. If you can cut through the leftism, if you can cut through the bias, then their analyses of the economy, I believe, are actually better than some of the you know, more "quote unquote" conservative ones, such as the Wall Street Journal. I mean, they they kind of stay ahead of it. Again, my humble opinion, but they do kind of stay ahead of it better than some of the. Uh, you know, Forbes or places like that. So so I do I do turn to Bloomberg more than I do to like the Wall Street Journal. But according to the article, U.S. stocks have had a stunning quarter so far, the best Q4 since 1999. To expect them to continue rallying would be to wish for the Haley's Comet to keep appearing in quick succession. The markets have been front-running the idea of a Fed pivot for some time now. While that is far-fetched, one must still admit that the Fed pause after its funds uh, rate reaches circa 5% to 5.25% is very much in the cards. While pretty much everyone in the market is primed for the idea of a U.S. recession, November's non-farm payroll numbers, and perhaps even more importantly, the hourly uh, earnings uh, rising at twice the forecasted price, suggest that this infl inflationary episode may be around longer than realized. And that is a worse denouement than, I love that word, denouement than any stock investor would wish. Not only do you have a scenario where inflation is corroding the nominal coupon in stocks, uh, but you also have to factor in a slowing economy where presumably there is also a drag on earnings, a scenario that weighs on both the numerator and the denominator, the high, rate, uh, high interest rate recession, is hardly a prescription for a stellar rally month after month. 
At current levels, the S&P 500 offers an estimated earnings yield of around 5.4% and the NASDAQ 100 around 4.32%. Hardly anything to write home about in an environment where you can invest in two-year treasury that offer 4.27%. Yes, there may be something to be said for being part of Sorry, <laughs> got a got a phone call there. The, the blah 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 blah. Yes, there may be something to be said for being a part of the smart money brigade that has made a grand return of twenty plus percent within a quarter and fleeing in where the honey is next. But that is predicated more on getting the timing right and iffy proposition, even with the most seasoned investors. For every one idea that works out as per plan, the nine that follow become a cropper as benjamin graham said investment is more intelligent when it is most businesslike not when you treat the stock market as a casino looking for the next big lottery that will offer massive returns overnight and that's that's very well said point being is this folks i know a lot of people are moving to to, to treasury bonds they're you know, to me as I've said many times, and I would say this if I didn't have sponsors at jdrucker.com slash gold, I would still be saying this, that precious metals, which have been around as, as holding value since, since the book of Genesis, precious metals are the right way to go right now. I'm not saying that as a financial advisor. I'm saying that as somebody who looks around and says, oh, crap. So, so we'll be right back. With the economy the way it is, rates rising, inflation through the roof, um, recession, uh, pretty much a near certainty. A lot of people have been considering moving their their retirement and, and or their wealth to precious metals. I would tell you that you know one of the things you don't want to do is procrastinate. You don't want to wait and try to time out the markets perfectly to to save yourself an extra you know whatever. It's best to just do it now. Okay, so I've found three America First companies. These are companies that that do believe in the America First way of life. They don't donate to Democrats, and you'd be shocked at how many precious metals companies the executives at these companies actually donate to Democrats. These three companies that I've selected also are not beholden in any way to the Chinese Communist Party, and you'd be shocked how many of these precious metals companies, even ones that are recommended by conservative show hosts and uh, and websites, how many of them work with proxies of the Chinese Communist Party? And at least in two of the 27 cases that I examined, two of them were directly with the Chinese Communist Party. Why would you want to buy your precious metals from them? Go to jdrucker.com slash gold. That's jdrucker.com slash gold. And find some, some companies that that'll actually don't hate us. You know, it's not just the stock market. It's a lot of us, and I'm one of them. A lot of us are less in, uh, concerned about how our investments are going or how our retirement is going, and, and more concerned about how we're going to put food on the table next month, next week, tomorrow, today. I mean, let's face it, the costs are, are through the roof, and the revenues are down for the most part. A lot of people are doing well, especially if they're rich. A lot of people aren't doing well, especially if they're not rich, and so... That seems to be the ebb and flow that we're faced with today. One of the key indicators that very few people talk about, it's funny because this is something that 
when, when I heard about this, I, it was one of those. There's the the McDonald's one, and then there's the you know, there's certain indicators where you can look to retail stores like like the uh, I think it was the National Weather Service or somebody who who they make their determination about when to shut down and when to evacuate based on whether or not a Waffle House is in the area or open because Waffle House can pick out weather better. I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly how it went. And then the the McDonald's sales numbers are a determiner of certain economic factors. One that, that doesn't get nearly enough attention is the Costco factor. When you see Costco, Costco is the last company as allegedly to to really you know start to make major changes to their operation based upon economic conditions. And when they start making those changes, that's when when everybody needs to start paying real attention. And unfortunately, we are starting to see massive changes and change in the form of shortages that are happening at Costco. The idea there is that if Costco can't get a hold of their their wonderful rotisserie chicken, then neither can we. If if they're not, yeah, you know, I think they bust out like 90 million chickens a year for for uh, their rotisserie. And if if they're having challenges with supplying toilet paper, supplying whatever, if they're starting to limit people on eggs, they're starting to limit people on tomatoes, they're starting to make it to where you just can't buy certain things that you should expect to buy, at least here in the United States of America at a Costco, then that's a real, real concern. And yes, I do believe this is a key indicator when it comes to whether or not we will be facing a national and or uh, global economic collapse. And just to be clear about that. So when I say, you know, the question here today, are we going to be facing a full-blown global economic collapse in 2023? The reason I position it like that is because the United States economy, our our for us to collapse economically would mean that the world collapses economically. So when I say it's global, it's not because I, I'm a globalist or I care about what's happening outside of the United States, because I, I really don't. I mean, for the most part, I care about persecution, stuff like that. But I'm a, kind of an American first guy. So I really only only put a lot of care in the things that affect us. With that said, you know what happens around the world can trickle over to us and vice versa. So if we're having an economic collapse, and that will be a worldwide economic collapse, the, the rest of the world, especially Western society starts to experience an economic collapse and we too will likely feel it because that's just how that's just the the symbiotic relationship between the United States and the rest of the world and that's the symbiotic relationship that the globalist elite cabal desperately want to change there's a video over at uh, by the epic economist and if you I, I don't watch YouTube very often but this is one one channel that I do watch because they do a fantastic job of of kind of pointing out things that we should be concerned about economically speaking. And they do it in a way that I don't know who the guy is that does the videos, but his voice is just so soothing. It's it's really it's he's got a great voice. I kind of kind of envious. So I'm going to play this about Costco. Let's go ahead and uh, push play. The pantry of most American families today is probably looking a lot different than it was just a few months ago when grocery prices were lower and we could still find the majority of the products we usually rely on in our day-to-day lives. But now, shoppers are increasingly noticing the ongoing shortages at their favorite stores. With supply chain problems still impacting the production and delivery of goods and mass migrations of employees searching for better wages, resulting in labor shortages in the food sector, Many of our favorite staple items are becoming harder to find. And that's especially true at Costco. 
In fact, new reports reveal that Costco warehouses are facing many different shortages and dozens of products are about to be discontinued. Costco customers are getting more and more frustrated as they see essential items disappearing from the store's shelves and start facing purchase limits once again. Today, we've decided to track some of the most severe product stockouts and also expose which items may disappear next. And buyers beware. A new wave of price increases may be coming as early as January 2023, according to Costco CFO Richard Galandi. We have a lot to cover in this video, but before moving on, please support our work with a thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe. In recent months, American shoppers have been repeatedly reporting missing grocery items at their local Costco warehouse. But things seem to have taken a turn for the worse in October when several food products that were supposed to enter our food supply chains never arrived. We had a year of historical crop losses due to extreme weather conditions. The worst drought ever seen in this century resulted in some of the weakest harvest seasons in nearly five decades. The scorching temperatures also led our beef cow herd to rapidly shrink. As farmers sent the animals to slaughter earlier than they typically do to prevent them from dying of thirst and starvation amid dwindling supplies of water and cow feed. You also probably heard about the avian flu epidemic, which is not only leading to shortages of chicken, but also pushing poultry and egg prices to skyrocket. The result of all of these losses is now being seen at the stores in the form of empty shelves. Even major grocers like Costco are struggling to keep shelves fully stocked and announcing that in the coming months, many items will be discontinued. That's why we've decided to analyze data provided by Eat This, Not That, a leading news outlet in food, nutrition, and health, to track which are the most persistent grocery shortages at the retailer's locations and what items are about to go out of stock. We all know how it can be frustrating and inconvenient not to find what we're looking for at our local supermarkets. And according to our findings, one of the most common shortages at Costco stores are of meat and animal products. A survey of Costco customers conducted in September by the American Customer Satisfaction Index showed that since the beginning of the summer, finding bacon, pork, fish, and certain chicken cuts have been harder than usual. Constant stockouts of chicken thighs and drumsticks were actually on the top of the list. In some locations, the company is actually limiting fresh beef, pork, and poultry purchases to a total of three items per Costco member, following Kroger Company, which has put purchase limits on ground beef and fresh pork at some of its stores. In second place comes pet food shortages. Several brands were just nowhere to be found throughout most of the year, and customers specifically point to cat food shortages as the most acute ones. People are also noticing shortages of other pet supplies, like puppy training pads and natural-flavored treats. Many American shoppers are also experiencing frustration over being able to find their favorite fresh produce. The report highlighted that many of the usual fruits were not available in September or October, as well as some customers' favorite greens. Bare shelves in the section of dairy products were widely reported earlier this year. It seems like they're back again. 
You may struggle to find different kinds of cheeses and cream cheese at Costco stores in the months ahead. According to several food retailers, smaller workforces at dairy plants are resulting in slower production and adding pressure on prices. On top of all that, paper products and water bottles are also in short supply at Costco. The company imposed and lifted purchase limits on these items several times over the past couple of years. When these products fly off grocery shelves, many people feel like we might soon be reliving the nightmare of 2020 when panic buying depleted supplies at an unprecedented pace. Though it might not be as bad as before, it may be harder to get our hands on these items for a while. Russia is actually a major producer of wood pulp, a major ingredient used in the production of paper products and with the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. The world has lost a major supplier. And because of these shortages, many customers are noticing a spike in prices as well. According to Forbes, in October, overall grocery prices at Costco jumped by 4.4%. Adding to the horror of some shoppers, the company just announced that dozens of products are being discontinued over the next few months. This means that your favorite treats may disappear from the store and not come back. A new report from Eat This, Not That exposed that you may have to say goodbye to a wide range of treats that the retailer decided it will no longer sell. Those include khaki milk chocolate wafers, creative snacks, pumpkin spice yogurt pretzels, coastal cocktails, chocolate cocoa bombs, hoodies, cookies, and cream trail mix, Mauna Loa macadamia variety pack, and more. The same is true for other sweets like Hal Diram Manpasan Delight, Vicente Diwali Holiday Tin, Bequit Celtic Sea Salt Caramel, and Heike Mini Cookies Chocolate Chip. Similarly, ready-to-eat salads like Taylor Farms Chicken Caesar Bowls and Everything Avocado Salad Bowls will no longer be sold at Costco. Several types of ice cream, blended beverages, baking mixes, and miscellaneous health foods will also be leaving the company's product catalog. This list will probably continue to grow, and on the retailer's website, you can check it out to see if your beloved treats are at risk of going away for good. Knowing that some of your favorite items are going to be discontinued is one of the most disappointing experiences as a grocery shopper. Why a beloved product has disappeared ranks as one of the most common questions customers ask stores. Retail executives and experts say that when a product isn't selling fast enough or is collecting dust on shelves, the companies need to switch to something else that customers will snap up. If you don't have high volume or growing volume, the costs of producing and handling a slow-selling product are such that it doesn't make business sense, as explained by food industry expert Matt Sloan. During the pandemic, with demand sky-high from customers stocking up on groceries, manufacturers halted production of many secondary products to make only their highest demand items. and. Even as demand eased this year and factories returned to running at more normal capacity, manufacturers still aren't making as wide a variety of items as they did before, Sloan explained. Food manufacturers are also coping with shortages of many ingredients due to a global slowdown in the production of several commodities. That's another reason why they're deciding not to keep producing certain items 
whose ingredients have become more difficult to source. Homo Foods, the maker of Skippy and Spam, Mondelez, which owns brands like Oreo, as well as Kraft Heinz and Coca-Cola, are among the companies that have said recently they're reducing the number of products they're selling to focus on their top-performing ones. At the same time, it looks like purchasing limits are back with a vengeance. Even though measures like this are put in place at big-box stores every now and then, it seems like Costco is using this strategy far more frequently since the pandemic started. Ever since then, though, Costco have widened its range of limits. Now, protein shakes, coffee, sugar, canned foods have also made it to the list. On Reddit, one Costco shopper said they normally buy 10 to 15 at a time to supply their business, but now they're only able to buy two. Another took a picture of a sign at the produce aisle that said, Due to unexpected circumstances, we will have supply constraints on various food items. We have temporarily put a limit one on all pet food to allow as many members to purchase product as possible. We apologize for the inconvenience, read another sign. Parents also pointed out that they can only buy a certain amount of baby formula at the retailer's stores right now. On social media, the company said it's working to ensure supplies, but right now about 30% of the most popular brands of baby formula are all sold out. In addition to purchase limit signs on items in the warehouse, Costco is also protecting its supply of online items. When searching the warehouse website for limit, we found dozens of items ranging from active dry yeast at five per member, to almond flour at one per member, to acetaminophen at one per member, several types of wild canned tuna at one per member, mac and cheese at 10 per member, to soy milk at two per member, and many more. In a recent interview, Costco CFO Richard Galanti recently admitted that virtually all departments are impacted by short supplies, and it looks like warehouses are seeing these firsthand. That's why they're enforcing limits to protect their inventory. One of the things that make Costco shoppers so devoted is the cost of a membership. Costco offers an array of bulk grocery items for fair prices, but it's safe to say that the company wasn't immune to the impact of rising inflation. And if you're wondering whether Costco items will have an even higher price tag in 2023, the answer is yes. Even though it was widely reported earlier this year, that the warehouse club wasn't raising prices, that's not really what Galanti said in a recent press release. Certainly, as we've increased members' fees historically about every five, five and a half years, we've turned around and used it to drive more value, he said. And whenever we do it, we'll do that. I think at the end of the day, it's, and I also want to point out, of course, if you look at the last three increases on average, they were five years and seven months apart. If you look at June of 17, plus five years and seven months, you're talking roughly January 23. That's not Galanti saying a price increase won't happen. He's actually pretty much guaranteeing that it will. Costco will spend more to procure the items they sell in 2023. As a result, They'll likely pass those added costs onto consumers in the form of higher prices. And our view is we are confident in our ability to do so. 
And at some point, we will. But it's a question of when, not if, Galanti added. I mean, it is unprecedented times, he said. On Thursday, Costco shares moved lower after the bulk discount retailer reported weaker than expected November sales amid what could be a broader pullback in consumer spending over the final months of the year. Costco said sales for the four weeks ending on November 27th, which included Black Friday, were 2% lower than expected and nearly 50% lower than they were a year ago. Retailers haven't been able to catch a breath these days. The environment for most businesses remains tough. And as this downturn accelerates, they will continue to see their bottom lines getting hurt. And the same will be true for our personal finances. You know, the first thing they're going to go after when the powers that be do go after our food supply in uh, in earnest, which I expect will be in 2023, maybe 2024, but, but probably 2023. The first thing they're going to go after is protein. They're already starting to attempt to normalize to get us to, to accept bugs, crickets, mealworms, whatever, as our source of protein. Now, you won't see the globalist elite cabal eating these bugs. Maybe they'll do it in public and it probably won't even be bugs. But in private, they'll be eating steaks and stuff like that. And I, too, will be eating stuff like that. I will be eating chicken. I get my chicken through my company, Prepper Organics. You can go to PrepperOrganics.com. Click through and uh, order some some freeze-dried, long-term storage, organic sous vide chicken. Last for 15, 20, 25 years. Yeah, one package will get you get you uh, 15 to 20 servings uh, with 20 to 25 grams of protein each. And it is, of course, delicious. So check it out. And right now, I hate doing these short-term promos ads, but right now we have a sale going on. Use promo code JDR at checkout. That's promo code JDR at checkout, and you will get $50 off. So go to prepperorganics.com, use promo code JDR, and get yourself lots of chicken because chicken is a lot better than crickets. One of the people who I lean to a lot when it comes to understanding the economy is Michael Snyder. Michael Snyder is a Christian. He's he's brilliant. He runs the economiccollapseblog.com as well as endoftheamericandream.com. And I need to talk to this guy at some point. I haven't, except I read all of his stuff pretty much all the time. Uh, he's very good. He's a news hound. He's very good at finding stories that a lot of people either miss or that you, you really can't find other places. He's good at that. And uh, and so as a result, I usually turn turn to his stuff and, and help to, to guide my own economic worldview based upon what he's able to find. An article that he posted earlier this week titled, Could $65 trillion in hidden derivatives cause the entire global financial system to collapse? Or to crash, rather. And of course, as we're talking about the, the question here for today is whether or not the there will be a full-blown economic collapse across the globe here in 2023. I, I don't know. I'm not an economist. I just go based upon what smarter people than me say. And according to Michael Snyder, there are at least reasons to be concerned. So according to the article, 
Uh, if you thought that the collapse of FTX was something, just wait until the entire global financial systems system comes crashing down all around us. Most people just assume that the system is being managed by rational people that behave in rational ways, but of course, countless investors assume the same thing about FTX. Sadly, the global financial system has slowly but surely been transformed into the largest casino in the history of the world. It's funny, that's the second time that somebody's mentioned casino during during today's articles. Hmm, wonder, wonder what it means. It is a colossal Ponzi scheme, and once in a while, authorities give us a little peek into what is really going on behind the curtain. For example, this week, the Bank for International Settlements Settlements released a report that warned that $65 trillion in hidden currency derivatives could potentially be a major threat to the stability of the entire system. And for those who don't know who the BIS is, definitely look them up. I should probably do a show specifically dedicated to the Bank for International Settlements because uh, you, know, you want to see the bankers are the bad guys. Here we go. And they have the ultimate power. So according to an article he was posting from uh, from Yahoo Finance, there's a hidden risk to the global financial system embedded in the $65 trillion of uh, tr- trillion dollars of dollar debt being held by non-U.S. institutions via, via currency derivatives, according to the Bank for International Settlements. In a paper with the title, Huge Missing and Growing, <laughs> that's, that's great, <laughs> Huge Missing and Growing, the BIS said a lack of information is making it harder for policymakers to anticipate the next financial crisis. In particular, they raise concern with the fact that the debt is going un, uh, going unrecorded on balance sheets because of accounting conventions on how to track derivative positions. Last year, and this is back to, to Michael Snyder, last year the total value of all goods and services produced in the entire world was just $96 trillion. So we're talking about an amount of money that is almost unimaginable. Everything will be okay as long as Financial conditions remain relatively stable, but BIS analyst warns that the next time dollar funding liquidity is squeezed, we could have an enormous crisis on our hands. And this is according to an article from Forbes. Off-balance sheet dollar debt may remain out of sight and out of mind, but only until the next time dollar funding liquidity is squeezed, the analyst writes. Uh, The analyst writes. Then the hidden leverage in pension funds and insurance companies' portfolios could pose a policy challenge. Now, here's where, look, this is where I got to throw out there, jdrucker.com slash gold. I know I've mentioned it in the first segment. I got to throw it out again for obvious reasons, because if your retirement, if your pension funds, if your whatever, your 401ks, if they're tied up in the markets, if they're tied up in betting, gambling, casino, basically playing the casino with your money, then that's not a good thing. Not right now. And as, as, uh, as they said, as Michael Snyder said, you know, this. so we're talking about was, um, da, 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 da. everything will be okay as long as financial conditions remain relatively stable. Okay, that makes sense, right? Except that I think we all know that they're not. I mean, whether you're an, uh, an economist or not, whether you follow the stock markets, follow the, the, the various markets, follow real estate, follow precious metals, follow whatever, if you're, if you're paying attention, you realize that there is instability across the board. That it's you know it would be different if everything was going down. At least we can expect that. Except it's not. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes everything's going up. And this feels like number one. It feels like, and this is a what I believe to be a false, a false uh, perception. But it feels like you know this is just the normal ebb and flow 
of the economy. But here's the thing. Considering what happened during the midterm elections with what I believe to be stolen midterm elections in many, many uh, races, what's happening with Ukraine and Russia, what's happening with massive aid going over there, what's happening with taxes, with the hiring of the IRS agents, what's happening with everything that we're seeing around us, it would be foolish to think that there is legitimate stability. To me, what we're experiencing is a fake variation of stability. As, as they creep up prices on food, as they creep up prices on other other expenses, and sometimes they're, they're not creeping it up, they're they're shoving it up as high as they can, as quickly as possible. But as these as these concerns continue to rise, the last thing we should expect is stability. The economy, and this is a uh, something that any good economist will tell you, many, if not the the majority of economic factors that that happen within a nation and uh and this can of course spread across the globe many of them are based almost solely on sentiment sentiment of consumers sentiment of businesses sentiment of politicians sentiment of bankers okay money flows because we we still work within a fiat currency system money's power goes up and down based upon how people feel about things this is why it's so important. People will say, what was it about Donald Trump that, what was it about his policies that made his economy so strong? It wasn't about his policies. They were good. Don't get me wrong. You know, the tax cuts in 2018 were good. There were there were some good policies that were made, okay? His push for, for fair trade, which I was against initially, but that turned out to be right as well. So he did have some policy uh, uh, changes that were beneficial for the economy. But the real thing that it, it came down to was that the people trusted him. It didn't matter, left, right, center. When it came to the economy, when it came to business, people trusted Donald Trump. They might have hated him. It might be you know, some massive leftist investor might have been like, oh man, you know, I can't, I really get get my my khakis get chapped as soon as I see anything that Donald Trump tweets. But man, he's really, really helping the bottom line. People felt good about the economy. We felt confident that things were going to continue to get better. And they just did. I remember there were so many times when corporate media was, they were trying to tank the economy. Oh, this is it. This is, the bubble's about to break. Any second, the bubble's going to burst. You know, the the economy's going to come crashing down. Any second, it's coming, folks. It's coming. Okay, I know we said that last week and last month and last year, but it's coming. Oh, any second, any now. Oh, my gosh, the carnage is going to be so so terrible oh the humanity it's going to go up like a blimp and it never did not until biden of course stole the election in 2020 and then all of a sudden things started getting all sorts of funky and you could say well yeah but there was the economic downturn the massive economic downturn following lockdowns and all that stuff and that i do i do point my finger at donald trump for for listening to the wrong people and for making poor decisions when it came to covid19 whatever you know that we're beyond that now. We cannot. We can no longer blame lockdowns or COVID nineteen on the current state of the economy. So why is there so much uh, concern? Why are there? Why is there so much fluctuation? The reason being is because yes, we are in the midst of early signs of a full blown economic collapse. I'm not just talking about inflation, stagflation, recession. I'm talking about you know the the collapse. And here's one thing that we have to understand is that collapse is exactly what the powers that be want. The globalist elite cabal need the U.S. dollar to die. 
because they want to replace it with a digital dollar. They need all currencies, all fiat currencies gone so that they can install digital currencies in every nation across the globe. And then, then it gets really tricky because in, you know, my projections or my trying to understand the machinations of this globalist elite cabal, I would say once they get as most, if not all nations to embrace their own version of a digital currency, there will be some sort of collapse, some sort of hack, some sort of attack or whatever. And then we're going to hear, oh, you know, the only way we can really do this, the only way we can make sure that everybody's safe and that there's not this massive carnage everywhere is if we go to one digital currency, one central bank digital currency, one that, that that's controlled by the, the kind and gentle and amazing people at the United Nations or the World Economic Forum, or most likely, in my humble opinion, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, at which point this is where they don't care about investments. They don't care about ESG at that stage. All they care about is, hey, we have control. We can turn off their money if they pollute. We can turn off their money if they're if they're buying too much meat or if they're buying meat at all. We can turn turn off their money if they're trying to give some of it to the new truckers convoy in Canada or or Mexico or wherever, because those will pop up as well. We're starting to see, in my humble opinion, the birth pangs of this push to intentionally collapse the world economies in order for them to gain complete control through a single central bank digital currency. True centralization of money across the globe controlled by these these very, 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 very bad people. So I want to turn real quick. <laughs> that's that's great news, right? I want to turn real quick to um to of two minds, Charles Hugh Smith. I'm getting this through LouRockwell.com article titled The Bubble Economy's Credit Asset Death Spiral. I'm going to read parts of this because this is important to understand. Who believed that central banks' financial per, uh, perpetual motion machine was anything more than trickery designed to generate phantom wealth? Central banks seem to have per perfected the ideal financial perpetual motion machine. As credit expands, money pours into risk assets, which shoot higher under the pressure of expanding demand for assets that yield either hefty returns, such as junk bonds, or hefty capital gains as the soaring assets suck in more capital chasing returns. I know that sounds like doublespeak, but that's unfortunately the reality that we're facing today, folks. Back to the article. As assets soar in value, they serve as collateral for more credit. Higher valuations equal more collateral to borrow against. This open spigot of additional credit uh, sluices capital right back into the assets that are climbing in value, pushing them higher, which then creates even more collateral to support even more credit. Now, I'm thinking you're probably, you may or this may make perfect sense to you. And you're like, well, yeah, that's exactly what's happening with this, that or the other. Or it may not make any sense to you, but, but can, either way, continue to pay attention because we're getting we're getting to the point. This self-reinforcing feedback of expanding credit, feeding expanding valuations, feeding expanding collateral, which then feeds expanding credit, has no apparent end. Modest houses, once worth $100,000, are now worth a million dollars, and nobody's complaining except those priced out of the infinite spiral of prices and credit. For those priced out of traditional assets, there's NFTs, meme stocks, and short-duration options. The credit asset bubble economy casino, oh, there's that word again. There's that word again, casino. 
The Credit Asset Bubble Economy Casino has a gaming table for everyone's budget and desire to make it big via speculation, since the traditional ladders to middle-class security have all been splintered. This financial perpetual motion machine distorts traditional incentives. Why bother renting a house bought for speculative gains? Renters are problematic. Better to just let it simply sit empty and rack up huge capital gains. And they know this. And this is why people ask, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, was it 2020 and 20 or really 2020 was when it started. But 2021 is when it hit hard when companies like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard started buying up real estate overvalued. Okay, they, they started buying it in mass. And people were like, oh, my gosh, they're using this. They're going to be be the, the ultimate landlords. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just this is their their hedge against whatever it is they have planned, their evil machinations. These these. uh uh, lenders and speculators of the globalist elite cabal. Back to the article. Count the lighted windows at night and all those new condo high-rises are even 20% occupied? Probably not. This is how you get a housing shortage. Investors would rather keep units clean and off the market rather than risk renting units. When credit and asset valuations are both feeding an infinite expansion, all that matters is leveraging capital to acquire as many assets as possible to maximize the gains from the this self-reinforcing wealth creation machine. This machine also incentivizes fraud to really maximize gains. Why not borrow clients' capital? Indeed, why not? Now, anybody's been keeping track of the FTX debacle, that a lot of this is going to sound familiar. And again, this type, this, this scheme that that is being played out, being described here, is it's relatively universal, okay? You pick pretty much anything, any asset, okay, any investment, and you can figure out a way to create this perpetual motion machine because, because the way that our systems are designed, they're designed to benefit those with massive amounts of money. Okay, and I'm not, you might say, oh my gosh, you're starting to sound like a socialist. I'm not. I'm not going anti-capitalist here. I'm going anti, anti-capitalist anti system the way that we've been, we've built it today. This is design. You know, people talk about crony capitalism. People talk about, about, you know, the ugly variations of capitalism. This is where it does get ugly. When people, when essentially, when you create systems that allow people to take money and make money by making money, that allows them to to build value that then increases based upon money that isn't actually there. We start dealing with, with phantom money. That's not capitalism, folks. I'm not attacking the idea of capitalism. I'm attacking the idea of manufacturing wealth out of wealth for the sake of wealth because of wealth. This cycle that he's describing here, which was used, again, this is how FTX and Alameda, they were able to, to fulfill their evil dreams until somebody noticed same thing can happen across the board whether it's real estate whether it's the stock market whether it's the dollar okay everything is being propped up and perpetuated based upon false assumptions and unfortunately the people who the people who can either do something about it or are aware of it are the people that are benefiting from it so they're not going to do anything about it you thought that the 2008 2009 housing bubble collapse was bad when this particular set of dominoes starts coming down, it's going to be far worse, far worse. This is why, you know, when we go back to the original question, is there going to be 
a massive widespread global economic collapse in 2023 this here the the use of wealth to create fake wealth in order to perpetuate more wealth creation this type of scheme which is so widespread today is why i do believe that we are going to likely see some form either full-blown or, or partial economic collapse in 2023. Sorry for the bad news. Time for a break. Folks, the majority of our pharmaceuticals, the ingredients in them come from China. They are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We're already seeing supply chain issues. Pharmacies are running low on a lot of things. And if the crap hits the fan, as a lot of us think it may in the very near future, you will want antibiotics. And the best way to get that is to go to jdrucker.com slash meds. You'll be able to get a teleconference with an actual doctor, and then they'll send you meds. They'll send you like five different versions or types of antibiotics for the different ailments that could that could hit us. These are great for long-term storage. You will you will want them. And <laughs> it's one of those things where if you... If you need them, then you'll want them. If you don't need them, then at least you'll have them. So, and here's the thing. If you don't have them, you're almost certainly going to need them at least sometime in the near future. So, jdrucker.com slash meds. Last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing once again my good friend, Ira Bershatsky over at OurGoldGuy.com. Now, I know if you were listening at America Out Loud live yesterday, I did, uh, I did already play this video or this uh, this this clip, but <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I played it in. I didn't get this out on Apple Podcast, so it was important that we reach as many people as possible with what Ira had to say because I mean it's important. We've talked a little bit about gold today. We've talked about inflation. We've talked about the various uh, pathways through economic collapse. And I think that a lot of times, you know, because I go through end of the American dream or the economic collapse blog or zero hedge or or Lou Rockwell. And sometimes we get to hear the super, super, super bad news, right? This is all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. And you know, oh, doom and gloom. Sometimes we don't need so much chicken little. Sometimes I do want to to bring in some perspectives that are more grounded, I guess you could say, in at least the concept that, you know what, it we don't have to believe that the, the world is ending and that the end times are here and that the world is about to collapse to still understand that we are facing massive, massive economic turmoil. And this massive economic turmoil still makes it to where it behooves us to be frugal. It behooves us to be smart with our money. So, you know, I, I might be this wacky conspiracy theorist, right? But but I have people around me such as such as Ira Bershatsky over at OurGoldGuy.com who will hopefully shed some light on what's happening with the economy, what's happening with the stocks, with precious metals, with annuities, with all these various economic products out there, financial products out there that people are trying to decide whether or not this is for them. So let me uh, turn it over to that interview, and uh, and then I'll I'll catch you on the other side. One of the things that people keep asking me ever since the election, they keep asking me, 
you know, before the election, they were holding off on doing things such as buying precious metals or buying real estate or buying whatever. They want to see how the election went. And it just didn't go our way. I know a lot of conservatives are out there saying, oh, yeah, you know, it was red wave, you know, but it wasn't. OK, this wasn't really a red wave. The fact that we have Kevin McCarthy probably going to be the Speaker of the House doesn't sit well with me. He's just part of the uniparty swamp anyway. But anyway, I'm not going to complain about that. The point I'm trying to get at is this. So people have been saying for a while that they wanted to see what happened with the election and then make a determination about what to do with their money. I think we are all of the opinion that under the Biden-Harris regime, whether there's Republicans or, or Democrats or whoever in Congress, that we're going to have tough financial times ahead. And it seems as if this is all manufactured, whether it's the value of the dollar, the stock market up and down, um, annuities, whatever, and of course, gold and silver. But as I've always said, well, not always, for probably the last year and a half or so, I've said the reason I am so bullish about gold and silver and the reason I finally took on sponsors after denying them for years is because it's it has value that goes above and beyond what government can do. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Let's be clear. I'm a, a huge, a huge uh, I guess, spreader of the quote-unquote misinformation that government can artificially control the price of gold and silver and yada, yada, yada. I get complaints about that all the time. It is true, though, <laughs> just to be clear. But with that said, they can't tank it the way they can tank, for example, crypto, which they're in the process of doing, or the stock market, which they will do at their leisure whenever they're ready, because all of this ties back to build back better, the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or whatever you want to call it. I'm very blessed, pleased, and honored to have uh, an old friend of mine joining me today who is going to talk about what's happening with the economy and um, and let's see what we can do at least as individuals we might not be able to do much to fix the economy when it comes to the nation we all can do our part or not but as far as protecting ourselves protecting our wealth protecting our families protecting our retirement we can do some things about that so ira bershatsky joining us today again from our gold guy how are you doing ira <laughs> Just wonderful. And as I, as I tell people, as counterintuitive as this might sound, I thank for Joe Biden every day because he's so wonderful for my business and wonderful for the precious metals markets. Yeah, well, I don't thank him at all. It really ticks me off that he's there, <laughs> but that's a whole other issue. And to be clear, he's being because I, I know Ira very well. I know his humor. My audience may not. Ira is a MAGA hat wearing America first patriot. Okay, he's a deplorable. He's a guy that that uh, supported Donald Trump twice, and no, he's not. He's not really um, happy <laughs> that Joe Biden is in office. But like I've said for a long time, it's good for business. This is why people ask me all the time. I got an email yesterday, and I want to address this. Um, guy said, "Hey, you know, will you go ahead and tell us who the other um, on my page?" And you can go there. By the way, just go to jdrucker.com/gold. You have all of these, you have three companies there that you, you've you worked with uh, that are America First companies, and you say there's 27 or 28, I think now, um, that you've reviewed, and most of them did not qualify as America First companies. Number one, they asked, you know, will you reveal who it is? Because it's basically, you know, you're kind of casting aspersions on everybody if you've got 20, 27 and you're not going to say who they are. Um, and then number two, you know, it's what is it that qualifies them as not being America First? So to answer question number one, no, I can't. I'm not going to... I, I'm not going to bash on other companies, but I want to be clear about something. When I say there's 27, keep in mind, folks, there are dozens, maybe hundreds of precious metals companies operating in the United States. So the fact that I've I reviewed 28 of them now 
Um, that's a that's a drop in the bucket. Okay, but with that said, I was shocked to find out how many of them don't qualify as America First because they are either donating to Democrats or they are working directly with proxies of the Chinese Communist Party or both. I've only found three companies, so well, technically four. I'm, I'm still vetting out a fourth company. We're in the process, but so far this is kind of looking promising. I won't say who yet till I get them, till I, I I finalize whether or not I can truly trust them. But at least for now, I can trust these three. And one of those is our gold guy. You can go to ourgoldguy.com, and you will be directing uh, dealing directly with Ira Bershatsky, the the gentleman who is on the line with us today. So Ira, and for those, by the way, you can also see a picture of Ira if you're listening on the radio right now by going to OurGoldGuy.com. Um, and of course, if you're watching on video, here he is. Let me just go ahead and pull him up on the screen so we can see both of us. And you'll see, Ira, people ask earlier, yes, it is Casual Friday for me. So <laughs> Casual Friday. Anyway, I don't remember what you were saying, something about how you love Democrats, but but uh, but I had to fix that. So <laughs> so keep going. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was in another interview a few days ago, and uh, I said, you know, I've never voted for a Democrat ever. And when I see in a particular you know office where it says you know there's two Democrats, I just skip over that, and I don't even choose the lesser of the evils. I don't um, choose them. It's either re Republican or. or I don't, I'm not going to vote for them. When, for those who don't know, both Ira and I are in California where we have this uh, this wild, wild, wild west of elections. So, yes, there mm -hmm. are often times when one office might have two Democrats in the general election instead of a Democrat and a Republican. Um, so, and I'm like Ira, I, if, if it's between two Democrats, it's like, okay, I guess <laughs> I'm not voting in that particular race. So, Correct. so things have been crazy lately. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen the stock market go up, stock market go down, dollars been doing its thing. And of course, uh, precious metals have been really, I mean, they're, I know I checked gold, gold is at a three month high um, right now. Tell us a little bit about what's happening with the markets and, and, and where, where you think that's everything's going in the near future, especially 2023 in general. Well, when we spoke a little while back, I, I said the tide has turned and, and metals are going to go up and, and um, you know, the interest rates were going to come down. The Fed was going to slow the, their interest rates and uh, the economy actually were in the recession now. And um, the gaslighting or the forecasts from uh, the Goldman Sachs of the world and all the other big banks and what have you were saying, oh, well, in six months, we're going to have a recession. No, we're in it now. Probably in six months, we might get out of it, but uh, we're in it now. And, um, you know, if you look back history, you know, I mentioned when we spoke last that you go back to 1973, 79, 80, so, I mean, you can go back over the last 40 years as I have, and I've been in the business world for 42 years. So I have all that experience. Um, everything is in the price. And when you look back at those charts, you see that the stock market inc um, leads the economy maybe by nine months to a year, a little, you know, a few, um, few months either way. And what we're seeing now is the stock market's been up the last couple of couple of months. But I say, wow, stock market, great, get in. Well, maybe you could, but precious metals are even doing better. And this is where you had this when Trump was in office between 2016 and 2020, they both went up uh, at the same time. And in 2008, when the stock market crashed, um, it took a little while for it to gain its footing. But when it did during that time period, gold doubled, silver doubled. And now um, we're seeing very strong movements in the metals in the last week, week and a half. Jerome Powell confirmed that they're not going to be as aggressive. 
Um, so that lowers the interest rates, which and lowers the dollar because the dollar are very tied to, to the interest rates. And as that goes down, the metals um, go up. So it's all very, very positive uh, for the metals right now. And uh, we're going to have a rough time on the economy for a few months, but um, you know, be anticipatory, you know, be ahead of the pack. That's where the smart money is. And your listeners, your readers are the smart money. I've often said that, that I do have the most intelligent and best informed uh, viewers and readers in the world. And I'm not, that's not just some, some crazy statement. I can read the comments. I do see that this audience, you guys are, are fantastic. That's I'm not kissing your butts i'm just that's a statement of fact and take that to the I, bank and also if, I may, if I'm, I'm sorry if i may interject please. they have the highest regard for you as well that's the feedback i get oh i appreciate that i appreciate that greatly and you know it's funny because you'd mentioned that the uh the stock market and gold and silver both went up um during the trump years that's one of the reasons why i never got into it people people have been hitting me up okay since 20 we'll call it it could have been 2017, but but at the very latest, 2018, I was being hit up by precious metals companies. And anybody who follows conservative media, you know that everybody, every conservative outlet out there has had their own precious metals company for years, or maybe they're brand new, but it doesn't. They've been ha they've had at least a precious metal sponsor since forever, right? And uh, and the reason being is because it can be lucrative. But here's the thing, and the reason I didn't do it is because I only go with. You know, not don't not do I not only do I just go with uh, America first companies, but I also only go with with products that I believe in. Okay, and I would tell people in 2018 they'd hit me up. Hey, you know, you can make you can make hundreds or, or even thousands of dollars a month off of by having a gold sponsor. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but I don't I don't believe in precious metals right now. Not during the Trump years is what I would tell them. I said, there's no reason for me to promote this because. I'm a you know put stick keep your money in the stock market. It's safe. It's safe there for now. But then things started changing, and after the the 2020 election was stolen, and after um, you know early 2021 when it became very clear that the Biden Harris regime was going to attack the economy the way they have been and the way they continue to do today, that's when I'm like, oh okay, I guess I better find me because I started. Started going back through old emails, didn't doing search for gold. It's like, okay, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk. And I started talking to these guys and I would bet the mountains, like, oh wow. You know, I remember the first one that I ever noticed this on. I'm like, I'm like, why? And, I, and this I'm talking at this at this point to the CFO, no, the C COO of this company. I said, I just found I just looked in the public records and the the CEO, the CEO of your company is donating to Democrats. And he's like, brother, that's common. Like you know, we 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 love it when Democrats win, you know, because because it really helps our industry. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, you're you're not going to find any any com gold companies out there that are that are donating to Republicans or or whatever. And then I went through and started testing. He was pretty close to right. Uh, I met Ira. Yeah, Ira was like the fifth or sixth that I talked to, and um, he was the first one that that didn't. You know, I mean, he was wearing a MAGA hat. I saw a picture. And uh, it's like, okay, well, this guy's different, uh, but kept going. And then I started finding out that a lot of these companies are donating or not donating. They're working with various, you know, the, the gold business, for those who don't know, it's pretty complicated when it comes to, you got to work with these guys, you got to work with these guys, you got to work with these guys. And everybody's working with pretty much the same types of companies, but they can make a choice of who they work with. And there are certain aspects of the industry, certain companies within the industry that are direct proxies 
of the Chinese Communist Party. I'm talking about like like home offices in Beijing, um, totally controlled. And so when you buy from those companies, you're actually basically you're you're creating profits for people that are actively trying to kill us and destroy the United States of America. So I won't, won't work with those companies. Point being is that, um, yeah, it, it, I was not in favor of gold or silver. I, I haven't been doing this for a long time. It wasn't until I realized that this is the smart move with this president, with this economy, with World Economic Forum doing what they're doing, with the Council for Inclusive Capitalism doing what they're doing. I need people who I can trust to help my readers, my listeners, my viewers, help them to protect themselves. So you are Ira Bershatsky, and it's convenient that being Ira makes it easy to remember that IRAs are one of the things that, that you do. You know, you're, you're, and people can can work with you by going to OurGoldGuy.com, OurGoldGuy.com. A lot of times people say, oh, you know, if I go there, I'm going to be working with, with the owner of the company. Is, does that mean that he doesn't have very many products or anything like that? Let's dispel that rumor, okay? So sure. Ira Bershatsky, tell me, tell my viewers, tell my listeners, if they go to OurGoldGuy.com, they're going to be working with you after they fill out the form. You're going to give them a call. You're going to send them an email. What can you help them with? What services and products do you have? Well, as you mentioned, the IRA, it also works for any eligible retirement account, whether it's 401k, whether it's a 403b, whether it's a federal government TSP, anything like that, you know, we can work with. And I have access to the same products that my competitors do as well. So whether it's a basic bar or coin or something, you know, more esoteric, I have the same access uh, as well. But when they talk with me, they get 42 years of experience, they get the knowledge and the feedback I get a lot is, wow, you've really helped me, you, you've saved me you know, money and, and I'm really glad I'm speaking with you. That is Ira Bershatsky, OurGoldGuy.com. Um, gosh, you know, and it's, I, we're both men of faith. I am a firm believer that people meet each other for a reason. And it's conspicuous that you reached out to me, okay? You reached out to me. You said, hey, I've been reading your site, which is, by the way, that's already a good good sign. When when he he found me by reading my site and, and seeing what I was doing there, he didn't even realize I had a show. I'm like, oh, I got to get you on the show and all this stuff. So he's like, yeah, I was reading your stuff, and I noticed you didn't have a, a gold, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, that's good that you found my site. But <laughs> the point I'm trying to get at is this. I'm I'm being all goofy. I'm sorry. I get goofy when I talk to Ira because he's such a fun guy. The point I'm trying to get at is this. I met you for a reason. You reached out for a reason. And I'm very glad that that happened because you have made so many people happy. You've made them extraordinarily satisfied uh, with, with their purchase of physical gold and silver, whether it's delivered to their home or put into retirement funds or Whatever else you do, I don't I don't know the business you do. That's why I tell people to go to OurGoldGuy.com. Ira Bershatsky, thank you so much for being on with me today, sir. Thank you. You're right now, a lot of people are very concerned about the future of the economy. Uh, what's what's happening, not even next month, what's happening today. And so there's been a lot of interest in precious metals. People ask me all the time, who do I recommend? And I do recommend multiple companies, but I it's funny, I didn't intend it this way, but I did find that 
the companies that I recommend, some are one is big, one is little, one is is right in between. The uh, I, I hate even saying the little company because they they do everything. It's a full service company. Ourgoldguy.com. This is the company where you're going to get personal service, even though, again, whether you're transferring IRAs, getting precious metals physically sent to your door, you just want you know good, strong consultation. If you have wealth or retirement that you want to protect with precious metals, you should contact Ira at OurGoldGuy.com. You will actually speak to the owner of the company when you fill out a form there. So check it out, OurGoldGuy.com. My good buddy, Brandon House, over at, uh, well, he's everywhere, Worldview Weekend, Lindell TV, uh, all the various places. He's been doing this stuff for years, for decades, okay? He's been, he's he's a trendsetter. He was talking about the potential for economic collapse back way in the early days. He was talking about the risks of of uh, radical Islamic terrorism. He's been, you know, people, a lot, a lot of times will talk about Alex Jones. Oh, Alex Jones is was making predictions way back when, and he's so smart. You know, and I don't, got nothing against Alex Jones, don't get me wrong. <laughs> not ripping on Alex. But I think that Brandon House uh, does not get nearly, nearly enough, enough kudos for his predictions, for his warnings over the years, over the decades. He's done a fantastic job of, of uh, trying to ring the alarm bell. And I don't think he gets nearly enough attention. He, he definitely deserves more. You can always check him out at uh, Worldview Weekend. I think it's just, is it just WVW? I, I hate to say it. I have his his stuff bookmarked, but I don't actually have the, ah, uh, so so unprepared, so unprepared. But um, but yeah, he did recently, he did an interview with U.S. Congressman Glenn Grothman about the dangers of the digital dollar. He's talked about other things, Hunter Biden. I wanted to focus, and he, obviously he talked about the election, uh, the Georgia runoff election, which is of utmost importance. So we want to, we, I'll go ahead and play that part as the political side of today's economic discussion. But the real thing here, I wanted to get not just my view, not just, you know, economists out there or conspiracy theorists. I wanted to get the perspective, you know, as it pertains to the digital dollar, of somebody who is who is normalized, who's mainstream, okay? This is a U.S. congressman, okay, Glenn Grothman, who is trying to ring the alarm bells of why this is so bad. And here we are in December, central bank digital currencies are on their way. This is going to be, you know, the 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 study, I believe, or starts in like a week. You know, this mandated study by executive order from, from uh, Joe Biden. So we need to be paying attention to this stuff. And I turn to... Brandon House and Glenn Grothman to do just that. All right, this afternoon, before we go to Leo Holman and Patrick Wood, very interesting story for them. You're not going to want to miss. Hey, any of you don't have a smart meter on your house yet? Hmm? Because, by the way, remember some people saying there are health issues that can come with having a smart meter? Uh huh. Well, we're now finding out, indeed, some people are having reactions to the smart meter. Like some are having reactions to 5G and things, right? Well, what if you don't want a smart meter? Well, we got some people who got their power turned off because they wouldn't agree. And then we have a group of people who are in the dark tonight with their power off, not because they wouldn't agree to a smart meter, but because there was an attack on a substation. This is very dangerous. You need to hear about this, how vulnerable things are, how our lives can change in the matter of hours with lights and heat and food to you're in the dark. And now we're talking about serious consequences. It's one thing for the lights to be out in one region, but what about the lights being out in an entire half of the country or the whole country? 
think it's not possible? Some folks have done some studies and are warning the federal government how dire the situation is, how vulnerable we are to be, well, conquered by our enemies by just simply bringing down the grid. We'll get into that with David Tice as well tonight. But here's first an interview I did earlier this afternoon with Congressman Glenn Grothman. Watch this. All right, joining me now is U.S. Congressman Glenn Grothman. Congressman, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Just thinking about all the bills that could be affected by who wins the big uh, Senate race in Georgia. Well, let's talk about that. And we're going to get to some other issues as well. But big race tomorrow in Georgia, Tuesday, uh, Warnock versus Herschel Walker. Tell me how important this is. Well, it's so important because right now you're at 50-50 in the U.S. Senate. And uh, if, if we don't hold on to Herschel Walker, if Republicans don't, it means it kind of drops to 51-49. You've heard a lot about the filibuster, uh, that rule in the last two years where the senators from Arizona and West Virginia were holding things up. It'll be a lot more difficult to hold those things up if the Democrats pick up a seat. So if I was voting in Georgia, I would be looking at few of the, a few of the key issues that have not passed the Senate this year, but that could pass a future Senate if uh, Senator-to-be Walker loses. Wow. Okay. So this is a very important race. What, what, do you, are, what are you hearing about what will be the turnout? Anything? Oh, I, I think it's going to be a very high turnout because it's so high profile. You know, it's something that's being talked about nationally on the news, including here, night after night after night. But I sometimes wonder, having been through a big Senate race in Wisconsin, whether some of the big issues are really being brought up. You know, what happens when you get these consultants involved is they wind up going, making these personal attacks on people, and you begin to lose track of the issues. And I thought we could spend a few minutes here tonight talking about the issues that are going to be affected by this race. All right. So what, what are some of the issues you're concerned about? Well, one bill that we passed out of the House and hasn't passed out of the Senate is the LGBTQI Act, in which people of all ages on the census are going to be asked to declare a sexual identity, including very young people, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, certainly middle schoolers. You know, are you transgender? Are you bisexual? That sort of thing. Should we be asking fifth graders, fourth graders that question? Every Democrat in the House of Representatives said, yes, young people should have asked he has to declare, you know, are you gay? Are you transgender? Whatever. I think that's preposterous to have a, a fifth grader or a fourth grader or a third grader ask that question. But that's the type of bill that's being held up right now by the Republicans in the Senate. Uh, quite frankly, if Herschel Walker were to lose tonight, that's the type of bill that could become the law of the land. Wow. And it's included on 130 government forms in addition to the census. I think it's scary that our country has gotten to the point that a young child would have to say, I'm gay, I'm not gay, declare it like I said, five years old, fifth grade, sixth grade. And I'm afraid that if uh, Mr. Warnock, Reverend Warnock wins tonight, that that will become the law of the land. Mm, Another, mm. So isn't that kind of scary? I think it's yeah, scary. Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and then I'm also hearing something about uh, some kind of liberal policy being slipped in to the uh, Department of Defense funding bill. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, we're trying to get the vaccine mandate out of there. 
which I would like to see come out of there. And that's another bill that's going to could pass or amendments could come down to 50 votes, 51 votes, that sort of thing. And I know the uh, the Democrat Party in general has been a little bit more gung-ho with requiring our servicemen uh, to take the vaccine and that sort of thing. I don't like to require that of the servicemen. And of course, in general, the Republican Party has been much more hostile to the idea of requiring people to take the vaccination. And of course, from what we've heard from reports that are out there, those vaccines do not necessarily uh, help one a lot in the military. That's right. How about the the uh, misnamed legislation Respect Marriage Act, which many are calling the Disrespect Marriage Act? We've had Matt Staver on, founder and lead counsel, chairman of the Liberty Council, saying oh. that there are amendments in here that could allow for polygamy, for child marriage, all kinds of problems. What are your thoughts? Well, on here's it? another amendment, and we don't know what's going to, going to happen with the Supreme Court in the future, but yes. Uh, it's so important for Herschel Walker to win because he will stand for traditional marriage. I don't like to have the federal government, you know, regardless of what happens in the Supreme Court in the future, weighing in here, you know, saying that individual states, including Georgia, required, uh, if we get a, a different court decision in the future, required uh, to um, required to authorized gay marriage. So there's another reason why I think it's important for people like me with more traditional values. So important to have Herschel Walker win. Well, of course, Uh, when you say traditional values that you're talking to, you know, you're singing from the same songbook as the host here, as well as 99% of our audience that watches. They're they're, they're all in agreement. You got to get out and vote for Herschel Walker. If that, if you're, if you have the same opinions as me, if you have the same opinions uh, as you, Brandon, absolutely want to get out and vote and protect traditional marriage. What, what other bills uh, no, are you it, looking at? I want to get into all the border, but what other bills are you looking at? Is there anything else? Well, the, I, I, the border is a big one. The border is a big one. It The mainstream media didn't report it, but last week we hit all-time records for November in what we call gotaways. You know, a lot of people who come here illegally, at least they check in with the Border Patrol and have to turn over some information, are giving a hearing date. But there are other people called gotaways who the Border Patrol doesn't even touch. In November, we hit the all-time record, 73,000 gotaways in one month. Why is that? It's because the Democrat Party collectively has an open borders policy. You'll recall earlier this session, every Democrat but one in the House of Representatives voted to give free college to illegal immigrants. This is typical of what we're getting out of the Democrat Party today. If you care about immigration, man, that one vote, Herschel Walker, Reverend Warnock, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker will vote to protect the border. Uh, And it's another reason why I'm scared to death that he might lose. Think about that, 73,000 people who aren't even touched by the Border Patrol. They just come on through uh, without even a cursory examination. Wow, we just had, uh... I don't know if I told you about it in a previous discussion, but we had Todd Benzman on our show with CIS.org. Uh, he was in Tijuana. He got video footage and pictures. He broke it on our show here. He's now got an article out about it, but he broke it here on our show before he even released his article, which we were very thankful he would do that. And he says that there is a mosque in Tijuana that is a nonprofit that's helping to shove Chechen Muslims over the border into the U.S. I had Mayor Rudy Giuliani on a few weeks ago. I mentioned that. I said, what do you make of that, Mayor? says, sounds like to me they're getting ready for another Boston bombing type event. So, I mean, these are these are serious concerns. We're now hearing chatter from some of our uh, experts uh, in Islam and in national security 
that are outside the government, but they are very well connected in their research and people around the world, they're concerned about multiple terrorist attacks in America on the same day. What concern do you have about where we're at with, I mean, when you hear Chechen Muslims being shoved over the border, what is your automatic thought process? Well, it scares me to death because we have a lot of enemies out there, Iran, Russia, who may love to have people sneak in this country, Iran in particular. And like I said, when you talk about 73,000 people last month snuck across the border, what's their motive? You know, it would be very easy right now to get sort of terrorists across the border. And of course, 73,000 people, you have to think of all the fentanyl, the illegal drugs, killing all our Americans out there right now, over 100,000 a year. So this is a real disaster. And one of the things that disappoints me about the Democrat Party right now is the degree to which they have ignored the border. You know, uh, and who knows what's going to happen because we don't know what all these people are up to. Hmm. I don't want to put you on the spot, but here we are on Lindell TV. Any any thoughts on Mike Lindell running for the chairman of the RNC? Well, <laughs> I uh, uh, Mike's always an enjoyable guy to listen to on on, on this uh, network, but uh, I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to uh, be nice to maybe get some changes up there, but that's not a change. I don't think we're, I think we're going to see. Do you think it's an inside, more of an inside club? Is that why? Uh, absolutely. You know, there's not a lot of uh, feeling right now for a lot of changes in Washington. I hate to say that. I think it was public, you know, the number of people who ran against Mitch McConnell. What did he lose? Seven votes, nine votes, 40 people still wanted uh, Senator McConnell in there. I think that tells you kind of what's going on here in Washington. So the, so the, uh, so the establishment is quite established. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. They're very entrenched. Probably another good reason to get Herschel here, because Herschel's an independent thinker. I mean, I've met Herschel, and, you know, he's, he's just such an engaging guy to talk to. But in addition to that, he thinks on his own, and uh, would be really, really good if we could get him up here. Because, like I said, there's so many issues. You know, the, the sexualization of the young, the people crossing the border, the fentanyl, the big spending, you know, do we or do we not want free college for illegal immigrants? Like I said, every one but one of the over 220 congressmen, Democratic congressmen, voted for it. You look at the abortion bill that was voted for again by all but one congressman uh, from the Democrat side, abortion through birth, making it federal law. I mean, do we want that to be federal law, abortion through birth? Isn't that kind of extreme? I assume Senator uh, Warnick is going to vote with all but one of the congressmen up there. Otherwise, he would have said otherwise. Is that the type of country you want? Really kind of scary. Do you have any leads? I know you're on, uh, well, remind me what committees you're on, would you, sir? Or government oversight, I think, is what you wanted to talk to me about. And there are yes. a variety of things that we can look at there. Obviously, we're going to be looking at Hunter Biden. Uh, it's very scary. We're going to have a big vote coming up with regard to Ukraine again. And I'd love to know uh, the degree to which uh, the president is being influenced by perhaps money that he got or that his family got uh, in Ukraine. I mean, that's something we should know. Uh, it's a very scary situation. You know, I don't think President Biden's ever been known as the most honest person in the world. But uh, if he is compromised by somebody in Russia, by somebody in Ukraine, by somebody in China, that's something we should know. And I look forward to doing those sort of investigations on the Oversight Committee. So you'll, you'll probably be on here a lot with us in the new year when those start, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, hopefully we'll do some more investigations on the COVID as well.
Wow. Okay. Do you are you hearing anything up there in your job and on your committees related to digital currency? I know the Biden administration. Biden has signed some executive orders about this. We we, we here are very concerned about uh, you know social credit scores tied to digital accounts and and people running around praising China like Klaus Schwab and and uh, you got Emmanuel Macron coming out saying we need a single world order. Any, any word on what's going to be happening with the Federal Treasury, with the Federal Reserve when it comes to digital currency? I don't think we're going to be doing that right out of the chute, but I think eventually it is something we ought to do. It's very scary. It's in particularly scary the degree to which uh, um, some of these firms seem to be doing the bidding of the White House. And, uh, you know, it could have had an effect on the last election, quite frankly. Um, but it's very scary as our country moves more to the left as the more progressive wing takes over the Democrat Party, including taking over the Biden administration, the degree to which they are muscling in on high-tech firms wanting to uh, prevent the facts coming out on certain issues, preventing the facts coming out on the border, preventing the facts coming out on, uh, on some COVID-related situations. I do hope we look at that because in a totalitarian state, you're going to have the ability in the future to control access to what people are getting. And that, that's something that scares me. The other thing, as you mentioned, in China, we're working towards a situation in which the government can prevent you from perhaps spending your money. Now, there's something else that's very scary. But uh, the, the type of people that want complete government control... I think we'd like to have that sort of thing happen in America as well. Yeah, and I'm not for a digital currency. You're you're not either, are you? No, no, absolutely, absolutely. For that reason, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's very possible then that no matter how wealthy you are, you work your whole life, you save some money, and uh, if you want to spend the money, there's some people who would like to have a digital sort of currency in the government, in which the government could say, no, we don't care how much money you have, we are not going to allow you to spend that on this and this and this and this because we don't like your politics yep. or we don't like your religion. Yeah, folks, if you were listening to this show, watching this show, chances are you have MyPillow products. I'm here to tell you that you need more. And the reason being is, well, twofold. Number one, because there's some amazing sales going on at MyPillow.com right now. But number two, because... Frankly, they're hurting. I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying this, I'll probably get in trouble for even saying it, but I can tell you based upon sales, I can tell you based upon reactions that I've been receiving from other other show hosts, other other uh, conservative news outlets, that my pillow sales have gone down dramatically. They are hurting just like the rest of us. I mean, many of us are hurting. The vast majority of us are hurting. But if you can, whether you've got a my pillow or not, take a moment, support this America First company, support Mike Lindell, support the show. By going to MyPillow.com and using promo code JDR, that's MyPillow.com, promo code JDR, or call 1-800-862-0382, that's 1-800-862-0382, promo code JDR, help out to America First Companies. We spent a lot of time today talking about reasons why. Americans should be very concerned about the future. And, and we've tried to offer some solutions. I think 
if we really want to break it down, depending upon your financial situation, yeah, you should. I don't care if you're wealthy or if you're poor or if you're anywhere in between. One thing that everybody should be doing is to tightening up, becoming more frugal with how you spend. Stop spending money on you know frivolous stuff, right? I mean, we have a billion reasons to cancel Netflix for the last couple of years. If you're still on there, you might as well. Now would be a good time. You add this to your reasoning. Why spend the extra money? Now people will say, oh, but no, I don't, whatever. Whatever reason you have for keeping keeping Netflix, try to find a reason to not. But it's not just about saving nine bucks here, 15 bucks there. We've got to, and that's important. I don't want to downplay that. But we also start need to start having more control over our financial situation. That means in many ways it's tightening up. It also means, by the way, being smart with how we spend. Yeah, there was, I don't have the article pulled up. But there was an article that I only saw the headline. I didn't read the article itself, but it basically was saying that there was an, a dramatic increase in the number and the percentage of quote-unquote wealthy people who are currently shopping at discount supermarkets, discount grocery stores. And that makes sense, okay? We need to be as financially as secure as possible because here's the thing, okay? This isn't about you know, greed. This isn't about, this is about survival. And it behooves me and it behooves other patriots to try to ring this alarm bell, not because we're trying to sell more my pillows. That would be nice. <laughs> Promo code JDR. But also, but more importantly, definitely much, much, much more importantly is we need people. We need allies. We need people who are able to fight, who are able to rebuild if we lose the fight. And that's not going to happen when you have a lot of people who are standing in government breadlines, it's not going to happen when when the government says, "Okay, well, you've got to have the right social credit score, and you've got to you got to be get your fourteenth jab, or else you're not going to be able to stand in that breadline or the cricket line, get your cricket burgers, your mealworm tacos. You're not going to be able to get the the pound of cheese that you get allotted every day." Unless you're fully jabbed, fully embracing woke culture, fully doing exactly what government and the powers that be, and not just government, by the way, let's, let's call it what it is, the private, uh, public-private partnerships that are forming across the country and around the world, these are the biggest threats, okay? And I'll talk much more in detail about them going in, in the future. Today's show will not be the right venue for it, but let's just say that they are, they represent the greatest threat, and I would say a demonic threat. I would say that it's very clear that the public-private partnerships that are popping up are not just uh, how a lot of conservative and alternative media uh, characterize them as essentially just greedy. No, these are not just power-hungry, greedy people. These are minions of, in my humble opinion, minions of the powers and principalities, minions of of demons, minions of of Satan himself. But uh, <laughs> I digress. We'll talk about that in the future. What I want to say for today is, look, we need you to be, to have food. Okay. Why do I have so many? I mean, we've started a freaking food company at PrepperOrganics.com for the sake of making sure that number one, people have, have food, that you don't have to eat crickets, that you don't have to eat mealworms or, or synthetic meat as they're just trying to push on us. But you can actually have real high quality food that will last for the long term. For the long term, PrepperOrganics.com, promo code JDR is where you would get that. You know, this is why we're partnering with other companies. Um, I, if you go to LatePrepper.com, LatePrepper.com, you'll see that I partnered with, with Heaven's Harvest. Great company. Okay. Um, but the whole reason that I don't just send people directly to their 
They're signs because they, I, I, I love them to death. The quality's there, but the prices are a little higher than I would want to pay. So I moved everything over to LatePrepper.com, and I'm offering a discount. Discount again, promo code JDR. You get fifteen percent if you whether you get a protein bucket or a or a um, entree bucket or vegetable bucket, whatever. I love those guys. I was just on the phone with them earlier, um, and that's why we're we're doing this discount at LatePrepper.com with promo code JDR. I want people to have food. I want you to have water. I want you to have ammunition. I want your retirement, your wealth to be protected with gold. I want all these things because the people who aren't prepared, the people who aren't able to take care of themselves outside of government's benevolence, outside of what they will, will they, you guys, if you're not prepared, you're going to be on the other side of the fence from me and from, from hopefully many of my, my listeners and viewers. You're going to be, I don't want to say you, you'll be the enemy. It's not like that, but you're not going to be an asset. You're not going to be an ally. You're going to be beholden to government in order to survive. You're going to be doing whatever these public-private partnerships are telling you because you might say, oh, no, I'm going to stand up and I would starve to death before I eat a mealworm. Okay, well, you probably haven't starved, really, truly, legitimately starved if you think that you're going to do that. This is why I push for this. This is why I'm trying to ring the alarm bell. Those who have listened to me for a long time can can tell you, I used to be, I used to scream about the chicken littles of the world, okay? I used to say, oh, my gosh, look at all these people. These guys are saying, oh, the world is, the economy is going to collapse. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. Okay, this is the United States of America. It's not going to collapse. We're going to go through a downturn. Don't 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 go buy gold and silver just because the housing bubble is is uh, popping in 2009, okay? I, I didn't don't go buy tons of food just because Obamacare passed in 2010. I wasn't that guy. As a matter of fact, even as recently as 2020, I'm like, guys, stop buying a year's supply of toilet paper. Okay? It's going to get back to normal. Just just get your normal share and, and be normal. Okay, stop, stop, stop with the toilet paper surging. Okay, I wasn't the guy that was ringing the alarm bell before because I didn't think there was a need to. Today I do. Today I believe that the the alarm bell has to be rung, and has to be rung as loud as possible. So with that said, there's an article, and so there's hope. Hey, there's still hope. And then we'll end with a moment of not hope. But but let's start with the hope. MAGA, this is an article from um, from BPR, bizpackreview.com. MAGA funds that invests in firms supporting GOP is outperforming woke Biden-backed ESG funds. Hey, that's good. Did you know there's a Make America Great Again fund that tracks an index of U.S. large-cap companies whose employees and political action committees are highly supportive of Republican candidates? Officially known as Point Bridge Capital, the MAGA fund not only exists but it's also out, uh, outperforming both the S&P 500 and President Joe Biden's beloved ESG funds. As previously reported, an ESG fund is one that prioritizes environmental, social, and governance issues. It's basically a woke fund. There are many flavors of ESG funds. They may, for example, funnel investor money into wind and solar companies or those who die with diverse board members or steer funds away from firms involved in fossil fuels. CNBC said that, but here's the thing. They don't, okay? If a, a company is woke enough, it doesn't matter. They could be an oil company. And there are literally oil companies that get high ESG ratings from BlackRock, from the World Economic Forum, from the powers that be. Why? Because they're woke. Not because it has nothing to do with oil. Climate change is a hoax. Climate change is a hoax. There, I said it. Climate change is a hoax. 
but I digress. ESG funds, back to the article, but ESG funds are, in essence, the opposition of Point Bridge Capital's mega funds. And wouldn't you know it, they're underperforming the mega funds by a noticeable amount. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, analysis by Bloomberg shows that the mega fund is performing 4. 14.8% better than ESG funds and 13.5% better than the S&P 500. And uh, there's this great graphic that shows very clearly, yes, yes, red is out overperforming blue. More, more than three quarters of woke ESG funds that Biden administration is encouraging retirement planners to invest in have underperformed in the first half of this year, according to the Daily Mail. And you might say, okay, well, that's great. So then I'll just take my retirement and make sure that it's in, in these funds. The problem is it's hard to get into these funds. It's hard to direct. If you're not using a self-directed IRA, which I'm a huge fan of, if you're not taking advantage of a self-directed IRA, then you are your chances of you being able to truly direct your funds, your retirement funds, I should say, into these, into it's it's almost nil. And here's the thing. Not only is it is it hard today, it's getting even harder right now. There's an article over at the Washington Times. Biden blasted for weaponizing corporations in woke capitalism retirement ploy. <laughs> Joe Biden. This is by Jeff Murdoch over at uh, the Washington Times. The Biden administration has quietly finalized a rule allowing employers to funnel workers' 401k funds into investments that support woke causes that address issues such as climate change and diversity. The Labor Department recently approved the rule affecting roughly 150 million workers and $10 trillion in assets covered under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974. The rule says... Asset managers and retirement plan administrators should consider environmental, social, and corporate governance, ESG, factors when selecting investments. Now, let's just stop right there. In reality, the answer is not, they're not asking this question. They're making a statement, but it's false. The answer is no, you should not be investing in these firms. If you're talking about your retirement, your wealth, then I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk here, but who cares? about whether a company is environmentally friendly. You can support them. I'm, I'm a big fan of activism with the dollar. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of, like I, I mentioned earlier, boycott Netflix. Cancel Netflix altogether. Don't just boycott them. Just, just get rid of them. Okay, it's not just because it'll save you, save you some money. It's also because they're a woke company. They're promoting pure evil with much, much of their programming, and you don't need to support them by giving them your dollars. So I'm a big fan. I'm not suggesting that we don't, you know, use our power as consumers to fight for the causes that we believe in. I'm not saying that at all. But I will say that you should not take your your wealth or your retirement. Okay, this is the the money that's going to determine what your how you're living. If we are still a nation here in a year, five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, if we're still around, how your retirement, your life will be affected by how well your retirement was invested. And unfortunately, the Biden-Harris regime is trying to say, well, don't go with the company that's going to take care of you the best. Go with the funds that are going to take care of the environment the best, that are going to be the wokest, that are going to be the, the most socially justice, equity-focused, that are going to be donating to advance LGBTQIA plus supremacy. That's where you should put your retirement, even though, as we just noted in the story before, doing so is, is financially irresponsible. Doing so makes no sense. 
conservative causes, conservative funds happen to be doing much better than these ESG woke funds. So why is the Biden regime, why is everybody, not just the Biden regime, financial institutions, okay, your financial advisors, they're all getting incentivized. Like it's no, it's it's no secret. I'm not a fan of a financial of financial advisors. Most of them, I but some I like some of them. I have friends that are financial advisors. I'm not a financial advisor, so that's why I don't give advice. But one of the things that bugs me to death is that they will move your funds where they get the most incentive, not based upon where they think that you can get the most returns. Okay, one of the reasons why they don't move people to gold and silver is because they don't make any money off of it. Why would they tell you to move your money to something? that they're going to lose money as a result of. They're not going to make as much money as they would if they, or in many ways, they don't make any money at all versus if they have you go put your money elsewhere. I am transparent. If you go to jdrucker.com slash gold, if you sign up for a self-directed IRA, which I strongly recommend from any one of the three companies that I recommend there, these are America first companies. If you do so, I get paid, Okay. My family gets supported as a result. But here's the thing. Because I have been so against precious metals for so long, I've been, they were hitting me up in my early days of the show. I was, people were saying, oh, you know, you should have a gold sponsor. I'm like, I don't want one. I don't need them. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in, in this, you know, stick with the stock market. Trump's going to do fine. Get out, you know, stop hitting me with this stuff. Once Biden won, once I started realizing the economy was heading in the wrong direction, that's when I'm like, uh-oh, I better go find me some gold and silver sponsors. Unfortunately, the vast majority of them out there, the vast majority of, of gold and silver sponsors, their executives, their owners, they're donating to Democrats or they are working with companies that are proxies of the Chinese Communist Party or they're working with companies that are favorable to the World Economic Forum and the Council for Inclusive Capitalism. Democrats, CCP, WEF, those are the three I will not work with companies that do one of those three. And unfortunately, there's a couple of companies that do all three of those. These are big companies. And here's the thing, folks. These companies, many of them, are recommended by quote-unquote conservatives. Okay, I did not pick out the most lucrative sponsors. I picked out the America First sponsors. I have, there's, I'm not going to say who, but there's one gold company that they made me an offer that if I didn't have, if, if I even had a little bit less of a conscience, I would have taken the offer. Okay, but they didn't pass the smell test. They're donating to Democrats. So I'm not going to work with them, even though they would have paid me literally like like in one case, uh, depending on the products they sell, I could have made as much as five times, five times as much money. If somebody were to go out and, and spend, you know, transfer $100,000 worth of wealth, I get a little bit of money out of that. I would have made a lot of money off of that same transaction if I went with this other company, but they're donating to Democrats. I won't touch them. The companies that I work with, the companies that I recommend are at jdrucker.com slash gold. And as we can see, the Biden-Harris regime is pushing pushing for you to go with, with wokeness instead of, instead of you know, America, instead of your own best interests. Back to the article. That would encourage money managers to balance financial returns with investments that support wind and solar energy or have diverse boards of directors. The rules also remove a restriction blocking employee employers from using an ESG fund as a default option for workers automatically enrolled in 401k plans. That means workers could be supporting causes that don't align with their political views. And I should say that means that workers are supporting causes. It's not well, it could, they, they are. They don't know it. And many of you don't realize it. It also rescinds Trump-era regulations that require retirement plan administrators and asset managers 
to choose investments based solely on participants' financial interests. Let me repeat that again. If you weren't paying attention to anything, pay attention to this. Biden, what, what they're pushing now, these rule changes say it also rescinds Trump era regulations that require retirement plan administrators and asset managers to choose investments based solely on participants' financial interests. In other words, they are, these financial advisors are being incentivized. They will make more money if they tell you, if they take your money and put it into woke funds, woke retirement accounts, woke whatever, they will make more money. They're incentivized to do that, even if you will make less as a result, even if your returns will be lowered as a result. This is why. Get, I don't care if you can be 25 years old. If you've got an old uh, 401k, you can be 55 years old, 35, 85. I don't care. If you have wealth or retirement accounts, new current retirement accounts, old retirement accounts, I don't care. Go to jdrucker.com slash gold and move to a self-directed IRA as soon as possible. Pick. I don't care which company you pick. Okay, I love them all. Pick one of them. Pick all three of them. I don't care. Go to jdrecord.com slash gold and get the process going immediately before things really start to collapse here in 2023. So I'll leave all these notes in the show notes. You can find that at my new new site, discern.report. Check it out. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless.